Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Long-term care may not be something you want to think about, but what about insurance to cover the costs of that long-term care? That's something you perhaps should be thinking about. Uh, it's a future planning thing. Don't wait until too late, I think would be part of the, the motto for this type of insurance. But let's talk about it and find out from somebody who really knows what they're talking about. My guest today is Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And Mike, thank you for being on Off Consuming Interest. It's, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Shirley. Well, you've been you've been very good. I know that your job is to sell insurance, but you have been very good over the years about providing useful information to us. You and I probably worked together for at least 20 years. I hate to admit it, but true. Anyway, um, let's talk about this today because you know what? I don't think most of us want to think about long-term care insurance. It's a little scary. It makes us realize our mortality and we're not really good sometimes about dealing with those issues. So where does a person start and when do they start thinking about long-term care insurance? Well, I think the first thing to do is, is to find uh, an, an agent uh, or broker that is well-versed with the coverage. The, the, the market has changed greatly since long-term care was introduced probably 25, 30 years ago. Uh, the, the traditional products that, that people originally purchased are, are disappearing. There's a, a, a long list of well-known carriers that no longer offer the coverage. So in the, in the traditional sense, there's only a few carriers left, uh, but new products have developed. And as you move into the newer products, uh, like life insurance with a long-term care rider or what we call a linked benefit hybrid product, there are more opportunities. And I, I would tell you that you probably need to start. Uh, there are some people that look at it in their 40s. That may be a little soon, but certainly you, you need to at least start thinking about it in your early to mid 50s. Okay, now let me ask you a question, that, which you, you just made the point that a number of these companies that were offering this kind of care insurance have are no longer in business. What happens to the people, or maybe you can't answer this, what happens to the people who may be sitting here listening to us and saying, thinking, that was me? What, what did they get reimbursed from these companies? Did they lose their investment? What happened? Oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're still in business. They're just not selling traditional long-term care products. And what many of these people are experiencing are, are pretty significant rate increases. Ah, okay. So if you, the carriers you bought a product from 20 years ago may not be offering it now, but they're still honoring their commitment. Uh, some, some companies may have sold it to another carrier, but at a minimum, they're honoring their commitment. No one okay. has gone out of business. Good. I, I'm sorry. I didn't quite understand what you had said. So thank you for clarifying that for us. Okay. So if you're in your mid fifties, um, approaching well, some people would say they're approaching old age. I call that middle age, for goodness sakes. Um, does the age at which you start your insurance affect the premiums over the long term? I mean, for example, let's say you're 55 and you're looking at this insurance. How would that compare to somebody, say, who is 70 
and starts looking at long-term care insurance. What's the pros and cons for that? Well, it's gonna be a lot less expensive. Now you're obviously paying it over a longer period of time, but it, it's gonna be a lot less expensive. So, I mean, the, 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 you know, from a high level, the things that go into the cost are, of course, your age, you know, when the policies issues your age, your health, and then, you know, what, what uh, benefit, and by benefit, I mean, you know, long-term care pays either a daily or a monthly benefit. Some pay at pools of money, but the benefit, how long you're willing to, to wait to start coverage, which would be your deductible, and any, any riders that you add. And, the, you know, most significant rider would be a, a, a cost of living increase. So bought a $6,000 benefit today, you might want to put a, a, a cost of living rider on it. Oh, yes, because the cost of living, it doesn't ever seem to go down. Um, so that has, that is something to be considered. So how does one, I guess I, it's a big, it's a big question. I, I have a hard time getting my mind around it. So you guide me, tell me, um, not me, but somebody that's 55 or 60, they should shop around, they should look at the policies, but what does, I guess the question I really want to ask is what happens if these people get into their 60s or, or maybe later or earlier even decide to go into a retirement community that is an also an assisted living community where they can move up their level of care within that facility. Does long-term care insurance cover that kind of thing? Well, so, so what, triggers, well, what, what triggers your daily benefit or monthly benefit is, is, is not meeting, uh, is meeting uh, two activities of daily living, not being able to perform two activities of daily living. So, you know, I know uh, some of these homes, you pay a big chunk of change and they guarantee to do everything for you. So I, I'm not completely sure how that would work out, but certainly if you went to a, a, a step-up home and they were going to charge you for the services as, as you needed them, once you qualified and, and, the, and the coverage kicked in, then we would re reimburse or pay, pay the home the, or, the, or the facility. I see. So th there would be coverage of the additional costs that you're incurring, even if you're in an assisted living facility. Once, once, the, once coverage is triggered, there's six activities of daily living, continence, transferring, bathing, dressing, toileting, and eating. And once you can't perform two of those uh, activities, the, the, the coverage can kick in. I see. Okay. So there's a scale which determines whether or not the insurance is going to start at a particular time in your life. Yes. Um, okay. So, and that would apply wherever you are, as long as you have the insurance. Correct. And what, what I would add there is, is about 75% right now of care is going to home or community care. So you haven't, people want to stay home. So people, yeah, they do. That's right. After COVID, people want to people want to age in place, which is fine, and 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 it, it it's good for you because it could potentially exp ex extend your benefit because it's while it's not inexpensive to be cared for at home, it's not as expensive in an assisted or nursing facility. So right now, about seventy five percent of the care is, is being given either, you know, by. by um, 
aides, paid aides at home, or going to like an adult daycare center. Okay, well, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know that they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest. I'm talking with Mike McCartan of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance, and we're talking about long-term care insurance, which is really um, something that can come in really handy if you need help as you age. And of course, you, we, we hope that we all age and you know we hope we don't need help, but sometimes we do. So what we're talking about before we took the break is you were saying that, that the majority, the vast majority of people want to stay home. They want to age in place and they want to be able to get somebody to come in and help them in the home if it's necessary. And you said there are markers that determine whether or not your, your insurance would kick in. Uh, what, and you said that was getting, what were some of the things that you mentioned, Mike? Well, there, there, so there's six activities of daily living. And when you can't perform two of the six, coverage would be triggered. So again, it's continence, transferring, you know, moving in and out of bed, bathing, dressing, toileting, and eating. So if you can't, if you can't dress and eat, then, then, you know, at that point, coverage could be triggered and we could pay somebody to come into your home to help you get ready to get ready for the day in the morning, get you dressed, get you up and going and feed you. Okay. So now, um, then of course, it's going to be up to us to find that care within the community to come in and it would be up to the insurance to cover the cost of it. Do I have that right? Correct, but they also help with needs. They also provide some help with needs and resources. So they don't, there's some there's some back end help come with these policies also. Ah, so that's a good thing to consider. So they may be able to put you in touch with nursing homes or facilities that send people out to your home to help you as well. Yes. I would assume there's some sort of a screening and licensing process for all of that. So um, that would probably give you a level of comfort. It would um, let's suppose that I take out long-term care insurance and I need somebody to help me, you know, get up and cook for me or feed me or whatever. Um, and my insurance kicks in. What about the quali the qualifications of the people who are doing that? And is it depending upon the insurance policy as to how much would be paid per day? Um, and how do I know what the going market rate is? Well, you, 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 so your policy will either have a daily benefit or a monthly benefit. And, and so you have X amount of money to spend a day or a month on, on these services. Now, uh, you know, depending on what you purchase. So some people, they might say, you know, I can afford to pay for this coverage, but I want all my expenses covered. So obviously you're going to buy a, a higher daily or monthly benefit than somebody that says I can afford to pay 50% of this. Yeah. So, but, you know, theoretically, you could have a monthly benefit that covers, you know, uh, your services every day at home for a month. Uh, and would this care, um, does this necessarily have to be long-term? Would this be care that I needed? Let's suppose I came home from the hospital. Well, it would, it could be, again, it, you need to meet two of the six activities of daily. I see. Okay. So if I can't get up and get dressed and I need help doing those life things, sustaining things, then I, my policy could kick in, but it could, it, 
kick in for say like a month while I'm recuperating? I guess I'm trying to find out where well, it's the simple the simple answer is, is yes, but you have to meet the elimination period. Gotcha. So okay. Typically with home care, most people buy a zero day elimination period. So it could kick in immediately at home while a facility, whether assisted or nursing, typically has a 90 day wait. So you pay the first 90 days or some people might to push the premium down have a six month wait. Is there any formula, Mike, for figuring out what is the ultimate time to purchase this type of insurance? Well, I think, uh, I don't know that there's a perfect time, but I think that it's uh, certainly the, the, the younger you are, the less expensive it would it's going to be. But I, I think uh, you, you need to sit down with, with, with your financial planner and, and sort of see what your resources are and give some thought to, to you know, what type of policy you want to pay. Because yeah. the traditional policy you pay from the day you buy it to the day you die or use Okay. It. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Suppose you buy this policy and you decide that you really don't want it. Uh, are you going to lose what you've invested in it? Or is there going to be some kind of payback that you could get? Uh, some of the traditional policies had a, had a, a benefit where you could get a reduced paid up benefit, you, you quit paying and they'll give you, they won't give you money back, but you could have a reduced paid benefit. Uh, some gave a, a kickback of premium. Neither, well, they weren't inexpensive riders to add. I would say in the big picture under the traditional product, you need to look at it like you're paying for it. And, and you know, if you decide to get rid of it, you're not getting anything back. That, that's just a general statement. Uh, sure. But, but there was some riders where you could get a reduced paid up benefit. And so it, 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 it's really just a crapshoot as to what decision you make. I mean, you got to do make some informed decisions. And as you say, talk to somebody who knows what they're doing in what? terms of this insurance. Do your own research, but get somebody who's an expert at doing it. Um, and, and I think that's probably one of the most important things. What else would you tell people who are considering long-term care insurance, Mike? Well, two things. One, let's go back to it. So one of the big concerns you just hit on, you, you, you pay all this money uh, and you may not use it. You either pass away before you, uh, you, you, you needed uh, care or you, uh, or, you, or you decide to get, it, get rid of it. So the new hybrid pro products offer... Uh, both a uh, a life insurance benefit. So if you passed away never using the product, your your estate would would get a death benefit. Or there's also some cash value built up into it if you decide to walk away from it. So that 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 was one of the big peeves. That was one of the issues people had. They paid all this money, they never used it, and they never got it back. So in some of the newer hybrid products, they've addressed this. And I think the other thing, there's a big misconception that the federal government is going to provide long-term care, and they don't, uh, unless unless you end up on Medi Medicaid, which is a whole different story. Right. But but you know the only care that you get with Medicare is is you know after you've had you've been admitted to a hospital, admitted not observed for three days, and if at that point you need to go to a nursing home. For, for skilled nursing care to help you get better, that you know they pay for 20 days at 100%. There's a $186 copay this year, it'll go up. 
for the next 80 days, roughly. And then after 100 days, you're on your own. So there is no, in, in, unless you go to Medicaid, which you, which you have to, you know, sell that, your assets have right. to disappear. And, and you hope you don't end up there. No. Okay, let's, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Up Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. My guest today is Mike McCartan. He's with Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And we're talking about long-term care insurance, which is a subject that most of us just like to put on the back burner and say, oh, I'll get to that next year. Uh, but you know what? Maybe you need to think about it now. And I think that's some of the points that, that you've made, Mike, is you need to think about it and put some sort of long-term care plan in place, whether it's buying insurance or socking money away to pay for it eventually or whatever. Um, it, it really is it behooves us to make sure that we've got some sort of a cushion there to take care of us as we age. And your interesting statistic about people wanting to age in place I thought that, you know, like what three quarters of, of us want to age in place. Most of us don't want to go into a retirement facility or an assisted living. Um, and even there, that, that long-term care insurance may kick in. So it all depends on the policy you've got. So tell us what else we need to look at as we're considering this type of insurance. Well, I, I think uh, you just, people want to age in place, which is great. It, it, it's certainly less expensive in, in, in many ways to stay home to the extent you can, but you need to think of the consequences. And there's a couple consequences you need to think of. There's emotional and physical tolls. If you don't have long-term care, you don't have the resources to pay for it, who's gonna take care of you? And, and you know, a lot of times a family member will step forward to do that, but there's, emotional and, uh, there's an emotional and physical toll on them and then there can also be, you know, a, a financial it, it, as as the, the the needs and the amount of time that needs to be covered. There's there's you know financial consequences. So that's you know th that's why you need to think about. Yeah. Do I need? You know the 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 and I I think what you're saying is is that it we don't want to think about it, but we need to think about it. And what was interesting to me. You said that only 18% of people have long-term care insurance. With our aging population, that number surprised me a bit. Well, it, it's it's not inexpensive. Uh, and I, that makes a big difference. No, absolutely. I, well, I think it's two things. I think A, it's, it, it is not an inexpensive product. And, and, and B, I think... Uh, uh, People are, are they, they they just they're unwilling to to spend money on something they hope never to use, and that they're certainly hoping that they don't ever use. That's for sure. Oh yeah, we do not want it. We do not want to think about that. Well, are there other things? Um, now you've said look for the hybrid type of policy, which may give you money back if you don't ever need it. That to me would be a, an interesting way of. First off, it would you mean you'd be putting some money in the bank, you'd get something back. Um, what is the range of what people can get in terms of a payback from this policy if they never use it? Well, that, that's not something we could really address here. Uh, I mean, you, you I, I would say you could get close to the, so like uh, I, I actually purchased coverage on myself last winter and uh, I, the, the cash value in, in I, think, I believe, 20 years 
would be close to the premiums I put into it, not all of them, but it, 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 was, a, it was a significant number. But mainly what I was really after and with the, the traditional products, you have to pay for forever. You know, an annual premium, a monthly premium forever. The, the hybrid products allow you to do like a one pay or a five pay or a 10 pay. So you can, you know, you yeah. well, in for. So you broke down, Mike, and got your insurance, huh? Yes, I did. Yeah, well, you're you're a kind of person that plans ahead and you look ahead. And of course, you're in the insurance industry and you, you're aware of the needs and, and what people need to do. Um, okay, so the, the real thing for people here, for consumers, is to first off, consider it. Because you never know what's going to happen to you, depending on what age you are and your health. And I would imagine that, as you said, the lower premiums when you're younger, but if you're older and you're in good health, I would imagine you could get this insurance now if people have, have delayed getting it. Don't be put off by that fact. Um, but it, I think it's hard sometimes for people to see the need for insurance. Um, certainly no one, none of us want to think about it. You know what? Well, and the issue ages, I mean, so when you say you can start younger, you can wait, but the issue ages basically range from, you know, 40 to 80, 40 to 79. Yeah. Companies might only go as high as 70, but, you're, you know, when you get up in the, into the 70s, you're looking at a, a pretty good, good chunk of change. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's, you know, that's something that people have to make. And a lot of people make decisions about insurance all the time. So um, at any rate, any last minute thoughts here? I, I just think it's important to, 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 to get with someone that understands the product and that is willing to lay out all the options so you can make an informed decision. Because there, there are, you know, you know the, the, the coverage part of it is kind of simple. It's, it's more how it's going to respond and, and how you pay for it that gets a little more complicated and, and some of the other benefits that can be linked with it. So you want to, you know, you want to make an informed decision. So you need to be with somebody that understands the product, knows there's multiple options and, and different companies to go to. Yeah, and, and I think the, the most important thing is understanding what is going to be covered. And particularly as pertaining, as you said, the majority of people want to stay in place at home, what will be covered. Um, I, would, I would gather that that would not include things like putting in a chairlift if you need it on your stairway uh, and other things like that. So that's something else that people have to consider. But as far as the insurance it, itself, it would give you care to help you do the things that you no longer can perform in life. And as you listed those, um, they're, those are pretty serious conditions and they really would require us to have help, wouldn't they? Well, and, and there can be some money to, to update your house if it helps keep you at home, because that keeps that, uh, you know, dependent on the policy and so some of the older policies did offer some benefit to- Ah, okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad I mentioned that then. I didn't realize that, it, it would be covered with uh, any of those policies. Yeah, because I know people who have decided they want to stay in their homes and they put chairlifts in. Some of them put in elevators. I doubt seriously the policy would cover for that, but I would bet it would cover for a chairlift in some cases. So that's the big question. Make yourself a list 
of the things that you would be concerned about if you were staying at home and you needed assistance and what are the things that you want to make sure that are covered. So um, that seems to me that that covers it all. Mike, thank you for giving and sharing this information with us today. It's an important policy. It's an important, excuse me, it's an important topic and long-term care insurance. Not everybody we want it, but for a lot of people, it probably could be very, very useful. Thank you again. My guest has been Mike McCartan of uh, Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. You've been listening to us on the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. <laughs>